Welcome back to episode 86 of the Red Seat Podcast. This is your host, Jake Devereaux. Today, I am joined by Matt Collins, uh, and we are back with you after a uh, little bit of a hiatus for the All-Star break. Matt, how was your All-Star break? Uh, it was nice to not have to watch baseball for like four days. Did you so. end up watching like the Futures game and the All-Star game and the Home Run Derby anyway? I watched. I didn't watch the Futures game. Um, because I think the Red Sox were playing, or either that or I was taking a nap. I don't know. I didn't watch it. I did watch the Home Run Derby, because the Home Run Derby is awesome, and I had the All-Star game on and was, like, half paying attention while I was doing other stuff. Yeah, I I recorded the Futures game and the All-Star game. I have been making my way through the Futures game uh, this week. I'm almost finished with it. I haven't watched a single second of the All-Star game yet, but I did also watch the Home Run Derby. I was actually at a concert for the uh, for the All-Star game, but, um, you know, happy to have some real baseball back, and Red Sox don't look like they've skipped a beat since they've gotten back from the All-Star break. Yeah, they, um, they have a start, their starting pitchers haven't allowed an earned run yet since the All-Star break, so that's pretty neat. Yeah, that's pretty good. Um, we'll see if that can keep up tonight, though. The Red Sox uh, tonight are going to be sending Drew Pomerantz to the mound for the first time in a while. Uh, Pomerantz is off the DL. Um, he's had up and down rehab outings here. Uh, the guy who goes down to Pawtucket is Suwei Lin. That's the roster move. But what are you expecting out of Drew Pomerantz tonight? Uh, well, if they play, we should say that, first of all. I'm assuming this is going to be recorded after, so people already know, but... Uh... It's not a sure thing that they're going to play. Assuming they do play, I'm not expecting much. Um, Pomerantz has been awful this year. There's really no sugarcoating it. Um, his velocity has been awful. His stuff on his secondaries has been awful. He has no command. Um, by DRA, he's been just about the worst pitcher in baseball. And his rehab outings, he had one good one. And even then, the reports on his velocity still weren't great. So... Um, I wrote this in a little write-up about his activation. It's not impossible that he comes back and makes an impact. It's, it was only a year ago that he was the second-best pitcher on a division-winning team. But just based on what we've seen all year, I don't really think we can expect anything from him. Wow. So that's a, that's a lot lower on him than I was thinking you were going to be. I was I was kind of expecting you to be encouraged by that last rehab outing, but it seems like you think this team probably needs another starting pitcher then? Because I was going to ask you if this outing would determine that or not, but if he comes back and he's bad and his velocity is all terrible, I mean, the team really does need another starter, don't they? I mean, I think that would be nice, but I don't think there's anybody good available. So um, I'm not really – there's still a chance that – I mean, Eduardo Rodriguez could be back like not not be out too too long i'm fine with brian johnson so if pomerance has to get taken out you do have a few turns where things aren't looking great but i just don't know that there's really uh that much help out there on the trade market well what about a guy who's been floated out there like a guy like mike fires you know someone yeah. who could come in and just basically provide you decent innings and they have not blow that up well, who do they, they have? have? They have Hector Velasquez. They have guys like Marcus Walden, Justin Haley, 
Jalen Beeks. I mean, I don't think Mike Fires is enough of an upgrade over those guys that I want to give up prospects for him. Okay. I, ju- I don't think he's that good, to be honest with you. No, I don't think so either. I thought you would like that he's a fly ball pitcher at least. That's uh, that's one thing you're noted to love, Matt. Um, I mean, I guess. I don't know if I love it. I just don't think it's that big of a deal, especially the Red Sox have a good defensive outfield. But right. if you're going to be a fly ball pitcher, you also kind of need to miss bats, and Mike Fires doesn't miss bats. Yeah. And they're probably not realistically in the market for anybody who is better than that, like a J.A. Happ or a Tyson Ross, right? Um, I don't know why. I mean, if they're going to be looking for a starting pitcher, I guess the thing about Happ, I think he's the best guy available, but he's another lefty, and kind of the whole the big issue if they have one in their rotation is that they have so many lefties, and they're going to be going up against the Yankees and the Astros. Um, who are very right-handed heavy in their lineup. So ideally you'd like another righty, but Hap I think is the only guy who might be worth pursuing in my eyes. And even him, I've always been kind of lower on him than a lot of other people. So I don't know. I mean, the starting pitching market is just so weak this year. And Matt Harvey is the other guy that's been brought up a lot. And I have, I want no part of Matt Harvey. Yeah, I'd rather watch Drew Pomerantz pitch injured than uh, watch Matt Harvey come in here and play. Yeah, I, I just I don't see that working out at all. No, that's uh, Tyson Ross. I guess I hadn't really thought about. Um, that could be interesting, though. Again, um, I don't really know. He's been out west his whole career, Pitchers mm-hmm. Parks, so that always kind of scares me. I don't know how much of an upgrade he'd be. That slider though is really back to being close to what it was when he was at full strength. Obviously, he's not the same pitcher as he was pre-surgery, but um, that slider looks really good. I don't know if you've had a chance to see him at all no. this year. Yeah, no, I have. I have no idea. I did used to like Tyson Ross a lot. I have not seen Tyson Ross pitch in probably four years. So, uh, yeah, I mean, if he's the guy he was, or like he has that kind of stuff, I'd definitely be intrigued. Um, I guess he's – I hadn't really thought about it, but he's probably my favorite target if I have to pick one. But, again, I really don't see a difference maker out there. Yeah, I agree with you. If I had to pick one, it would be Ross. But uh, I don't really think that they're going to go after a starting pitcher here. I think you're right. They're going to probably try and plug things internally. Uh, but what the Red Sox have been after uh, and what they almost surely I will, will get is a I will really just say really quick yeah. um, about the starting pitching market. It's kind of a good thing for the Red Sox that this market sucks because that's what the Yankees need. Yes. And so, I mean, all the Yankees fans are pining for Jacob DeGrom, but I don't think he's going to get dealt. So as long as he's not dealt, the Yankees really shouldn't get that much of an upgrade, which is good for the Sox. That poor guy wishes he could get the hell out of here there, doesn't he? DeGrom? <laughs> yeah, he really Yeah, I feel, I feel real bad for him, but as long as... I mean, if it's the Mets or the Yankees, I obviously want him to stay with the Mets. Yeah, I agree with you. I do not want to see him in a Yankees uniform. Yeah, that would be awful. Um, so relief pitcher market. This is what everybody's been talking about incessantly. If you go on Red Sox Twitter, it is pretty much just Red Sox reliever speculation at this point. Uh, so I wanted to talk about some of the names that are out there and uh, talk about some of the possibilities. Uh, first and foremost, the first guy we should mention is Zach Britton, who seems to be the prize of the relief market. Uh, he's a lefty, which obviously would fill a huge void for the Red Sox. He's looked good since coming back um, from the Achilles injury. Um, 
Red Sox are reportedly one of four teams that are interested in him, along with the ones you'd expect, the Astros, the Yankees, uh, and I can't remember who the fourth team is the right Cubs. now. The Cubs. Yeah, that's it. Um, but, I mean, what what is their realistic shot here for the Red Sox, and how would a guy like Zach Britton fit with the team? I mean, he would be the ideal target of the guys that are left. Um, that late inning arm, he does throw it from the left side, which is a big bonus. I don't think that's as important as uh, you might think it is, I guess, and other people too. Um, I think it's just more that they need – I've said this before. I think playoff bullpens need three big arms in the back, and they the Red Sox have two right now and Kimbrell and Barnes. Britain would give them one in between who has the potential to be one of the elite relievers in baseball. And even if he's not back there, he's still, like, outstanding. Uh, also a ground ball guy, somebody you can bring in with runners on base. So uh, I think that they have a shot. Obviously, their farm system isn't great, but we've seen from the Calvin Herrera and J. Ruiz Familia deals that it doesn't cost a lot to get really good rental relievers so um Dombrowski has shown that when he has a guy he wants he's going to do what it takes to get him so I wouldn't I don't really think that they we should be counting them out at all yeah if I uh if I was Dave Dombrowski I'd be doing whatever it took to get Britain um and if that meant overpaying and uh giving more than I'd like to for just a rental player uh I'd do that especially considering the season that the Red Sox are having and when you do look at the bullpen like you said Matt I mean that is the one thing that seems to be missing is that that in-between guy between Kimbrell uh, and also Zach Britton's talked about his ability to go multi-innings and his ability to come in in different spots and we've seen him be one of the best relievers in baseball so I would not not worry at all about a uh, about an overpay here I know that some of the other names that have been talked about like the Marlins guys uh, Drew Steckenrider uh, Kyle Bearclaw, uh, you know, those types of guys that have a little bit more control. Um, some of the things that are floating out there, John Morosi reported that it would take more than just one of Chavis or Groom to go get those guys. I would rather have half a year of Zach Britton in this well, season than multiple years of those guys. Yeah, I would too. But, I mean, those reports are – I mean, think about who's leaking that. It's clearly the Marlins – yeah, like leaking that. So I don't know. I don't really take that seriously. Obviously, so saying it's like when free agents, like say they're asking for a lot of money. Like no shit, they're gonna start the negotiations there. Same with trade talks. So um, I agree with you though. I've I don't really like the Marlins relievers very much. I think they're pretty overrated. They're fine. Uh, yeah, they're all right. They're talked about like they're like elite elite guys like they're basically i mean i feel like people talk about them like they're brad hand and uh they're not brad hand no and that's one of the best pitchers parks that there is as well yeah yeah absolutely and uh, national league to american league i don't know i i mean if the price was right i wouldn't complain but i don't think the price is going to be right on any of those guys uh, one of the other guys that's been talked about a lot is Joaquin Soria, the right-hander. He's 34 years old for the uh, Chicago White Sox. Uh, he's been talked about a lot amongst names that sort of make sense because he's a rental, but really I haven't heard much out there about Chicago shopping him. Have you heard anything about Soria recently? I haven't, which is weird. Yeah. Because, I mean, I can't imagine he's going to stay in Chicago. That just makes no sense. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, why waste a season of a guy? Yeah, I mean, it's not – he's not totally a rental. There's a team option for him next year. That's not – it's $10 million. It's not, like, outrageous or anything. But it's also not like the White Sox are really going to be contenders next year. So I don't know. And, like, this is the time where you get the most from the relievers. It's like most other positions you can get more in the offseason, but relievers is trade deadline is when you really get your package. So I'm assuming he's going to get dealt. Um, and I think he would be good. It's weird. I kind of always think that he sucks for some reason. And then I look at his numbers, and I don't know. I'm always like, well, I don't know why I always think this. So I'm trying to get that out of my head because he's really good. Yeah, he, he doesn't have overpowering stuff, though, when you do watch him. Yeah, but he's, like, he strikes out a lot of guys still. Yeah. The one thing is he's not really getting as many ground balls this year as he has in the past, but that's fine. Uh, an interesting guy you wrote about is Ryan Presley of the uh, Minnesota Twins. Um, can you talk about him a little bit? Because when we talk about the Twins, the name that gets mentioned more than his is Fernando Rodney, who's in his 40s right now. But Presley seems like the better option than the two. Yeah, Presley's been, like, sneaky elite this year. Um, he's getting way more strikeouts than he ever has, and he was, like, a pretty good strikeout uh, pitcher before this. He's walking a few more guys, but that's not a huge deal because he keeps the ball on the ground and uh, kind of limits hard contact. So his ERA isn't great. 3-5-2, but he had a weak stretch in June where he gave up two runs for three consecutive outings, which kind of inflated things. Other than that, he's been like I said, he's been elite this year and the three or four years before this, he was already really good anyway, so it's not like this is a total fluke or anything and we can expect heavy regression. And I think that I, the thing I like the most about Presley is, well A, he's under control next year too, which is always nice. But also, the Twins are an intriguing team package-wise. Um, if you're looking at starting pitchers, somebody like Kyle Gibson I think is a little underrated. Um, Jake Odorizzi, I'm not a huge fan of, but people have mentioned him. And the real guy is Brian Dozier at second base, if the Red Sox do want to upgrade that position. He's kind of having a down year, so he might be cheaper than his name value would suggest. But him and Presley, I think, would be a really intriguing package to kind of plug two holes at once. And I don't think it would be overly expensive. Yeah, that would be an amazing package for those two guys. And to um, remind the listeners out there, Brian Dozier is traditionally a guy who has really big second halves of the year too. So uh, he has picked it up as of late. Uh, he's been a little bit better with the bat. And uh, that would be a huge power addition to the lineup that already has a lot of power. So we, we talked about – you know, adding a second baseman would add length to this lineup. Uh, that would be that would be quite an intriguing package. Those two. Um, what about Fernando Rodney though? Because he's had a sort of decent season. Do you think that he's realistic at all? Uh, I mean, yeah, he's a rental, and I guess that would be why he's realistic. I don't want Fernando Rodney. First of all, I have painful memories of him in his days with the Rays. Um, he was kind of one of those faces of the team back when I really hated the Rays. More importantly than that, he is like the most stressful reliever of all time. Like at the end of the year, he's going to put up fine numbers, but 
it, the road there is not going to be fun. I just I cannot imagine Twitter <laughs> with Fernando Rodney on this team. Like, so it many is, full counts. Oh my god, he is just it's an experience every time, yeah. and I like watching him. I actually kind of like Fernando Rodney. The whole Rays thing, kind of like I don't want to like him, but he's a fun guy. It's just he is any given outing he is bound to just explode and that's i just can't handle that yeah i want nothing to do with that fernando rodney experience i already have that enough when uh kimbrell loses control and when uh you know joe kelly is off uh so i do not want to uh i don't want that nope um what about some of the higher level guys, some of the pie in the sky guys. Um, Rysel Iglesias is one of the names that gets talked about for the uh, Cincinnati Reds. And then uh, another lefty, Felipe Vasquez, a dominant closer for the uh, Pirates. And he's another name that some people have been talking about because he'd be a left-handed option. Do you think either of those guys are realistically going to get moved? And do the Red Sox even have enough to get in on one of those guys? I would say no to both. Um Keep in mind that I also said I didn't think Brad Hand was going to be moved. And then I published that opinion on Baseball Perspectives and he got traded like four hours later. So obviously I don't know what I'm talking about. But I don't know. I think in terms of pure talent, Rizal Iglesias is probably my favorite guy on this list. I love that guy. He can go multiple innings. He's elite. I don't think we've talked about this um, off the pod before. I'm of the opinion they don't have enough. I think that these kind of elite players with control, you need a top headliner for your package, and the Red Sox just don't have that. They have Rafael Devers, who they're not going to give up for a reliever, Mm -hmm. and then their next best asset is either Jason Groom or Michael Chavis, depending on who you like better, and those guys I don't think are enough to headline it. So they're kind of missing that in between, and I think that hurts them in this particular market. Yeah, it is. Uh, it is. It does seem problematic. The only thing that keeps a little bit of hope alive for me with those two teams is that the Red Sox have had a lot of trades in the past with both the Pirates and the Cincinnati Reds. So maybe there's some sort of relationship there. But I, I think um, the Pirates have won what? The, they. I don't think the Pirates are going to sell. You don't they've, think so? They've, they've won, won like, like eleven 10 in, in a row. row. Yeah, something like that. I'm trying to see. They're not that far out of the playoffs right now. I don't know. They are. What's what's their record right now? They're fifty-two and forty-nine. Fifty-two. Okay. Okay. So, so maybe, I mean, they're, maybe it'd be a tough sell of the fan base at this point. Yeah, and I mean, especially like a guy like Vasquez, who is like the best pitcher on their team, probably. They're only yeah. three and a half out of the playoffs. I don't think they. That might be something they look to do in the off season, but I don't think they're going to do that in the middle of the year. Yeah, might take them off the list. Um, I'm going to mention a few other names. You tell me if you like any of these guys. Um, Jared Hughes, uh, Craig Stammen, uh, Kirby Yates, Matt Strom, uh, Zach Duke, Tyler Clippard, and Adam Connolly. Um, I like most of them. Probably like Kirby Yates the most. But I don't think... I would have Britton, Soria, and Presley over all of them pretty substantially those would all be kind of like backup options like worst case scenario so that's that's your order right now where you'd like to see him go Britain, then soria uh then presley 
Uh, yeah, Britain's like pretty clearly at the top. Presley, I might have hired just for the potential of packaging him with Dozier. Um, but just if we're talking about just him or Soria alone, I'd probably put Soria a little higher. Mm-hmm. Um, but either one of those, I think, yeah, Britain and then those two are kind of like my primary primary guys. Yeah, for me, it's it's definitely Britain, and then it's a sizable drop off, and then it's Presley. Just because of that Presley Dozier idea, I'd really like that idea as well. I'd like to see that happen. Um, let's move on to the second base market because second base, uh, obviously, we've been talking about Dozier here a little bit. Um, clearly, with Pedroia being out, Brock Holt just isn't an everyday player, in my opinion. He's had a really great year, um, but I think he's better off as a bench piece. Here are the names I came up with for uh, second baseman. Estrubal Cabrera, Yanger v. Salarte, Witt uh, Merrifield. Yeah, uh, I actually don't know how to say his name either. I don't think he said it right, though. Well, let's just call him Salarte. It's <laughs> usually what I do. <laughs> um, Whit Merrifield, uh, Dozier, obviously. Uh, Starling Castro and Dietrich, uh, one of those two. Uh, Scooter Jeanette, Josh Harrison, and uh, Scope over for the uh, Baltimore Orioles. Any of those names you think realistically get moved aside from Dozier? And who do you like the best out of that list? Cabrera, I think, is probably the only other one. Um, maybe Solarte. But I think it's Cabrera or Dozier. Um, I definitely don't think Scope is getting moved. And I definitely don't think uh, Scooter is getting moved. I think Merrifield could be traded. I don't think the Red Sox have pieces to get him. I've been following some of the Royals uh, prospect guys on uh, Twitter, and they're saying that the likelihood of Witt moving is way less than the likelihood of Moustakis moving. So I've been doubting that one as well. Yeah. I mean, even if he does get moved, I don't think the Red Sox have that. Um, yeah. Dietrich, is he really a second baseman? He's playing left field. He has played second. He's played third. He's yeah, played it's some been short. a while since he played second regularly. I don't. I like Dietrich as a player. Um, I don't really think he fits here, though. Starling Castro might make too much money to come over here, too, for what he brings. Yeah, I don't really care about the money. I just don't think he's that good. Yeah. Um, I think Cabrera, if they don't... I, yeah, Dozier or Cabrera, either one, I could live with. Yeah, both um, those guys bring some pop, too, which is nice. Yeah, and Starling Castro has been better this year than I thought. Um... Yeah, I think Scooter Jeanette's probably the best player there. But like I said, I think the Reds are kind of feeling themselves. They've been pretty good this year, better than their record would indicate. You're all about that uh, Central division, huh? The NL Central? Yeah, I've watched a weird amount of Reds baseball this year. (laughs) They're a fun team, man. I think they they have been one of the better teams of baseball over the last two months. And Jeanette's, I think they kind of feel like they can make a sneaky run next year. I don't think they're going to make any major moves. Interesting. Yeah, I guess uh, any chance that the Reds and or the Pirates have to possibly beat the Cardinals this year uh, is is probably a chance they're looking to take for their fan bases. Even well, if the, the Pirates are already over them. Right, but, I mean, they're only a game and a half over them. I'm sure they'd yeah. like to uh, put some room. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. It's interesting, too. It seems like the Rockies, who we talked about on the podcast for a while, um, have decided not to become sellers either. Well, that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, they're only two and a half games out. But the thing that surprised me a little bit about that is that 
I mean, LA has just really underperformed so far. Their run differential is way better. The Diamondbacks are good. It's going to be really tough for them to make the playoffs in that division. Well, it's, they're still a wild card. Sure. But I don't know, man. Do you really think the Rockies can make any noise? I think if you have a chance at the wild card and you sell anyways, you're a garbage franchise. That okay. is my opinion. I, I guess think, that's fair. I, 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 don't, I hate that attitude that the wild card means nothing. Because, yeah, there's a 50% chance of you losing. There's also a 50% chance of you winning. And then everybody always says that the playoffs is a coin flip. And then you're part of that coin flip anyways. So I, I think we kind of overdo it with the wild card stuff. Are you saying that our our analytical mindset has ruined the game of baseball? It's ruined some of my enjoyment, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> I hate talking to some of you nerds out there. <laughs> All right, Shank. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm with you on this one, though. Dozier's the number one for me. Estrubal Cabrera definitely makes the most sense. I have sense them pretty close. Second. Really? The thing about Cabrera is I think Dozier's a better player, Um Ceiling's Cabrera can play higher. third. Yeah. yeah, Cabrera being able to play third is nice to give uh, Devers some time because uh, Devers hasn't been very good this year. No, he is not. So I think that kind of evens it up. But yeah, either way, I wouldn't really come up. I don't think either of them are going to cost a lot either. Get them both. Cab- They're both rentals, right? Cabrera, yeah. I know Dover's Cabrera's too, yeah. Yep. Uh, all right, so um, Joe Kelly. I want to talk about Kelly a little bit. We haven't talked about him in a negative light for about a month, and uh, it is time to do so. Uh, I'll, I'll lead the charge here because I am the resident Joe Kelly hater. Um, last month, last 30 days, he has an 831 ERA. Um, and I decided to go back a little bit and look at Joe Kelly's career as a reliever for the Red Sox to see how he's been overall as a reliever. Matt, would you like to venture a guess as to what his ERA is as a reliever for the Red Sox over 116 innings pitched? Uh, 4.1. You know, I was probably going to guess something like that, too, and I was really surprised. It is 3.02. It is actually pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, 3.02 with a wow. 1.16 whip, 114 strikeouts, so almost a strikeout in inning. Um, but what isn't so nice uh, is his 13% K-minus walk rate. Uh, he still walks way too many guys, uh, and I think that's what we've seen lately is he just hasn't had his control and his stuff hasn't looked very good. Yeah, I think um, he's definitely not as bad as he's pitched. Something's going on with that command lately. And the Red Sox have been pretty good about figuring out mechanical issues for the most part, so... I have some confidence they can figure it out with him. At the same time, he was pitching way over his head early in the year, and we kind of got sucked into the idea that he could be a late-inning, true late-inning arm. People started talking about him being the closer next year, which is always crazy. But, um, yeah, I think he has a place in this bullpen. I think he's going to figure it out. I don't want him as a top-three arm. And I probably don't think he's going to be a top four guy because I kind of like Henry better than him. But I think he definitely has a spot. He just needs to figure. I don't know. I'm assuming it's got to be something mechanical, I would hope, as long as it's not health. But I'm not overly worried just because I don't think he's a major piece either way. I think true talent level, um, factoring in 
you know, the mental side of things and his arsenal and all that stuff. I think he's more of like a four ERA guy. I think when you guessed 4.02 or something like that, I, I think that was sort of right on is what I think of Joe Kelly, uh, which is fine. You're right, though. It's not a top three guy. But one of the guys who's emerged lately who's been really interesting is Ryan Brazier. Uh, over the past 30 days, he's had a 0.0 ERA. Uh, Velocity's been awesome. Do you think he could emerge as a top three guy for this team? No. No? Look, he's been he's been fun, but he hasn't played. It's been six appearances, and they haven't been high leverage. Sure, but he's, I, he's still got the seventh in a couple games. Yeah. Um, I, I don't see it. I think he's fine as, like, one of the last guys that's coming up and down. I would be very surprised if he was a top three arm. That would be that would be legitimately shocking to me. Yeah, it's interesting though. I like what we've seen from him. Either way, he seems like a good depth guy. But you're probably right; he doesn't belong back there. Um, over the last 30 days, you want to guess who's got the highest workload on the team in terms of bullpen? Hembry. No, Hembry's not in the top three. Really? Yeah. Alaska. Are we talking innings or outings? Uh, innings. Uh, Workman? Workman's second. Workman has 10.2 innings. Kimbrell is number one with 11.2 innings over the last 30 days. And behind Workman is Barnes with 10.1. Workman has been being worked a lot, and he's been really effective. Workman has emerged as what I think is a top three guy on the team right now. I would disagree with that. Really? What what don't you like about him? He's hittable. I don't know. He's He's been fine. He's been hit pretty hard his last couple outings. And really, kind of all month, he's been getting hit around a little bit. Um, that curve. I don't know. I well. like him. Yeah, sure. I like. I think Henry's the third best reliever on this team, and I don't think it's very close. Wow. I would have Workman over Henry. I think Henry's been good. I would but... say the Red Sox definitely disagree with that, because Henry's been the man whenever they get in the jam he's yeah. not the guy they turn to i don't know yeah i mean he has been <laughs> it's uh he's the whenever they have runners on base he's the guy coming and clean it up yeah they definitely have trusted him yeah. i think i mean i think, there's no denying think, that yeah i think it's clearly kim kimbrell barnes hembury and then i kind of think workman thornberg and kelly are kind of fighting for that next spot Let's talk about Thornburg for a second because he did look really good. I think it was just yesterday. Uh, Was it? Was it? Was it Sunday? Yeah, yeah. yesterday. Yeah, it was Sunday when he uh, he came in. He looked super crisp. He seems like he found something mechanical. At least that's what I read. Um, Yeah. But he was awful on Saturday. No, he he looked really good. He was throwing like 95. No, he was good on Sunday. He was awful on Saturday. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah, what, did, so, what did you think of, of him? I, did you notice anything? I have, he looked amazing in that outing. But like I said, he looked awful the outing before. And yeah, they said they found something mechanical, and I have no reason to doubt that. But at the same time, I still have no idea what to think. Yeah. I can't. I don't. He's still a wild card. Anything they, If they get something great out of him, that's fantastic. But I certainly don't think that's something we can count on. We've said the word, word uh, wild card a lot today. Wild card bitches. <laughs> Good reference right there. Uh, let's move on to the listener questions because we have about 8,000 of them today. 
Uh, first one comes from Timbo Mullaney, the 30th century man, which is a really interesting Twitter handle. Um, and he says, should DD deal for Britain, Givens, in scope, trifecta, today or tomorrow? Uh, they could just switch clubhouses. Um, I don't think there's any way they could get all three of these guys. I think they're lucky if they get just Britain, right? Well, they can easily afford Britain. Um, no, I mean, that's not realistic at all. <clears throat> but we're getting Britain, right? It's going to happen. What's up? I did I think they're second. I think the Astros are the favorites, but I definitely wouldn't count the Red Sox. Okay. That's good enough for me. Uh, Brandon Stewart asks our next question. How good is Real Muto going to be in the five hole, uh, assuming that the Red Sox would have anything close to get uh, Real yeah. Muto? Uh, That's not happening. Yeah. I I mean, I was I actually was talking to this guy on Twitter uh, yesterday about this, I think. And uh, I love Real Muto. He's having an awesome season. He's improved defensively. But there's just the ask on him is so high. I think when they were talking to the Nationals, uh, they were talking about Robles uh, being the guy going back. Should be high. Yeah, I mean. Might be the best catcher in baseball right now. Yeah, you could certainly make that argument. He's the top catcher by war for sure. Um, So, yeah. yeah, They just don't have enough. No, no chance. Uh, Joe Valenti asks, who should be the priority for the Red Sox to sign to a long-term contract? Betts, Sale, Martinez, or Kimbrell? Well, Martinez is kind of signed to a long-term deal. Well, not really. Well, so he got, he's out. got the opt-out, right? Yeah, you can opt-out. I mean, I based on this here, he's absolutely, he's absolutely going to opt-out. I think he's going to restructure. Yeah, I mean, I don't think he's necessarily going to go anywhere, but... Um, he can opt out after pretty much every season except for this one. So he has uh, this. Th- these guys ranked correctly though. Betts, Sale, Martinez, Kimbrel. That's the order. Yeah, probably. I think the only argument would be that Kimbrel's a free agent sooner, so you want to get that. You don't have as much time, but it's probably the right order. I have no interest in locking up Kimbrel right now. Let him play out his deal. See, see what it. happens. See what the market's like. I, if he's interested, there's no way I'm not talking to him. What are you going to say to him? Hey, how are you? <laughs> hey, you want a deal? <laughs> I don't uh, know these things. <laughs> who knows? Um, Otis Hart asks us, uh, who is a lower-tier prospect you'd low-key hate to see traded? Uh, Matt, you want to go first on this? Um, what's the definition of lower-tier? Let's say... Out of the top 20. So okay. 21 to 60 range. Um, Cutter Crawford? Oh, man. I was thinking about going with him, too. Um, yeah. Yeah, so talk about Cutter a little bit. Well, first of all, his name's Cutter, and he's a pitcher. And he throws so a cutter. So that right there. He does throw a cutter. That uh, might be his best secondary. Um, League All-Star as well. Yeah, he's been awesome this year. He is striking out over a quarter of the batters he faces, walking less than 7%. He has a 2.88 ERA. Um, he's been really good. I He's a 16th-round pick, so I don't really know if there's actually something here. I've never actually seen him pitch, but it is worth noting that he went to the same school as Chris Sale, and him and Chris Sale have worked a little bit together. Chris Sale knows a little bit about him. That is a nice advantage to have. Um, so, 
look, the Red Sox don't have a lot of talent down here. And my favorite guy, Jaron Duran, isn't eligible to be traded anyways. So Cutter Crawford and Rodani Baldwin are probably my two guys. Okay. Um, I don't know if my guy is eligible to be traded. Uh, my guy would be Tyler Dearden if uh, if if he is eligible to be moved. Yeah. The only guys, if you were drafted this year, you can't be moved until the offseason. Oh, yeah, he's a 2017 guy, so he's yeah. okay. Um, so Tyler Dearden, uh, he's batting 292 this year. Uh, he's at Lowell. He's an outfielder. Uh, good hit tool, not a lot of power right now, but someone who uh, scouts think could grow into that frame and be a little bit more of an impact hitter. Uh, I just like him because he has a feel for hitting. He's young. Um, and projectable. So, uh, and the Sox just have nothing in the outfield right now. So, I'd like to uh, see as many of those guys with potential be kept as possible. Yeah, I can see it. Yeah. Um, all right. Next question is from Digify uh, TS, and he uh, just wants to know how we're doing this evening, Matt. Uh, I'm dying. It's like 98% humidity, and I don't have AC. So, um, I have two cans of beverages in front of me, and they are sweating <laughs> almost as much as me. So it's oh, not great. That's miserable. Uh, I have it's AC blowing on me right now, so I'm feeling great. Yeah, it's not the best. I'm uh, going to be out of town for a few days, and I hope my sister has AC, but I honestly don't know. <laughs> yeah, I hope she does too, man. <sighs> um, next question comes from Bob. And he says, uh, any celebration planned for the 14th anniversary of the A-Rod Smells the Glove incident, the fight between uh, A-Rod and Tech? Um, funny note on this. I did not know that people knew what he said to him until, like, today. I don't even know what you're talking about. So apparently uh, A-Rod, like, chastised him for throwing at him, and then Tech said something about, you know, fuck you, we don't throw at 260 hitters, and then the fight broke out. <laughs> And, like, I never knew that people knew what was said. I didn't either. I'm just learning this information right now. Yeah. So, I mean, I like that a lot. I think that's a pretty pretty high-level shit talk right there. Yeah, that was that was awesome. I was um, late to my friend's 13th birthday party because of that fight. So it was totally worth it. Um. I think that this picture of A-Rod rubbing the glove or uh, Veritek rubbing the glove in A-Rod's face is probably a top three photo in Massachusetts sports fans' basements. And I think it's probably Mm -hmm. top three behind, uh, obviously, the oar jumping after the 72 cup, I want to say, against the Blues is one. And then the second picture has to be the snowball game with Vinatieri kicking the field goal. And then I think this is third. Do a lot of people have uh, these pictures in their basement? Is that like a thing? Oh yeah, this is like a, a big, uh, a big mass hole thing. Is I have a uh, well, in my parents' basement, I have a picture of every Simpsons character that had a line through like 2001. So <laughs> I get that going. <laughs> nice. No sports pictures though. But my dad used to collect um, pennants okay. from, like, random sports teams. So we have, like, 30 pennants in the basement from, like, the 90s with all, like, those cool 90s logos. Oh, so those are sweet. Sick. You should bust yeah, those out. Cool. Um, well, I don't live there anymore, so they're not mine. Go ask him for them. I don't have – no, that's fine. He could have 
I would be curious to get fan feedback on that. If anyone knows what the hell I'm talking about, uh, you know, let, let me know what you think is the best New England photo. Uh, next picture. There's got to be a Celtics one. I just don't know what it is. Maybe it's the bird walking around the court holding up the number one. Wasn't there a fight between the Celtics and the Lakers? I think there's a picture of that, right? Yeah. Didn't, like Danny Ainge um, punched someone or somebody punched Danny Ainge. What the hell's that guy's name? The white guy who was on the uh, the big white guy who was on Rambus. The, Rambus, Kirk Rambus. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was something with Rambus. And then uh, Bill Lambeer for the Pistons got into a fight with someone on the Celtics too. Uh, so that might be floating out there. I don't know. We need we need help with this one. We really do. <laughs> I don't know anything about history. Uh, next question comes from Andre Luis Martins. Uh, and he says, do you guys think that Sandy Leone is one of the unsung heroes of the 2018 Red Sox? Matt is uh, the resident Sandy Leone dude. Uh, what do you think? Mm, I, I don't know. Sort of. Like, he's been nice to have. It's been, like, solid since Vasquez went down. But also, he's pretty bad for a lot of the beginning of the season. So, I guess if you want to extend the list to, like, everybody, <laughs> then he's on there. But... I think most of the bullpen would rank ahead of them. I guess they haven't really had a lot of unsung heroes. I would say Holt like, is one. Yeah, Holt would probably be one, although he's kind of... I guess it depends on your definition. Holt's like a fan favorite, so I don't know if he can ever be truly unsung. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, the it just feels like part. all these guys are like either superstars or just everybody already loves them anyways. Yeah, and, and no matter what Kelly does for the rest of the year, he's going to be a god because of that fight. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And it was earned. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's how these things work. Uh, next question comes from Steve Bryant, and uh, he says, Dave Dombrowski discovers he has the prospect up for just one trade. Who should he prioritize? I think we're on the same page on this one, right, Britain? Yeah, definitely. Tim Richer asks the next question. He says, what kind of package would the Sox need to outbid everyone for Britain? What do you think my that looks like? Yeah. Uh, fuck. I don't know. Um, I mean, I probably should have prepared for this. I'll go first, then. I'll, uh, I'm going to throw it out there. I'm going to say Chavis and... You think it's going to cost Chavis? I do. Because it's in the division, and because they know how much they want him, I think it's going to cost Chavis, and I think a second piece, someone like a, uh, I don't know, um, Chavis, Darwinson, or maybe Chavis Lakins. That's crazy, pants. You think? I mean, Britain is not. I don't see how Britain is any more valuable than Herrera or Familia. And they got. They didn't get a Chavis. Like, I know Chavis isn't that great and he missed most of the season, but he's a top 100 guy before the year. But the Red Sox got uh, Eddie for half a year of Andrew Miller. They did. That was also a different year. Um,. Team control is becoming more and more important as time goes on. But that that's was... the thing with Miller. He left at the end of that year. He only had a few months of team control, too. That, I know. I'm saying that it doesn't – that um, rentals don't cost as much as they used to. Hmm. I mean, the market this year is showing that rentals don't cost that much. 
So what do you think it would be then? I'm just curious if if I'm way off of what you think. I guess. I mean, look, I don't know. I could be wrong. I was thinking like Schlorin mm-hmm. or Dahlbeck. Okay. As well, like a top guy. And then like Lakins and I don't know. Um, like Raudes or Castellanos or Cutter Crawford or Cole Brandon maybe. Cole Brandon could be an interesting trade piece. Somebody believes in him. He's still really young. I don't know. I don't think the top piece is going to be... I think the Red Sox have a pretty clear top five, and I don't think they have to give up any of them for a rental reliever. I don't know, though. If it's the difference between getting that guy instead of the Strohs or the Yankees or the Cubs getting him, I think the Red Sox would overpay. I don't think they would have to go that far. Especially, I think Javis is the number one guy in the system. I and, do too, but like, what does that even mean in this system? I don't think I mean, Chavis is going to come back and bite you if you trade him. Even I, if you trade him in the division. I don't know, man. I mean, it's just not how you look at things. Because Chavis, it's not whether or not he comes back to bite you. It's also, he can get you something else in the offseason. He's, like, he's still a trade ship for something else. And you don't, I mostly agree that you want to go for it this year, but I think trading a guy who is a top 100 talent still, even if he's not in the top 100, I think trading him for a rental reliever in a market that has shown that that's not nearly what it costs, I don't think that's worth it. Hmm. Interesting. I want to look real quick here back to uh, the prospects rankings history. So back when... The Red Sox, uh, let's call it 2016. Just, I don't know. I don't know no. what this has to do with it. Wait, just hang on here for one second. So July 1st, 2017, uh, Chavis was the number four prospect. Um, so just last year, behind Devers, Groom, Travis. Like, would you be talking about it the same way at that point? As you well, are now. We are at, well, first of all, I wouldn't have had those rankings the same. I never would have had Travis that high. <laughs> Second true. of all, we have more information. Right. I mean, I don't know what that has to do with anything. I mean, Chavis was 14th back in 2016, but obviously things have changed since then. I, I guess don't know the point what I'm this... trying to make is just that, like, just because Chavis is number one doesn't mean he It's has not just about value. him being number one. It's about that I think he's still a good player. I think he's still a top 100 talent, mm. even if he's not right there because he missed pretty much all of the season. Okay. I guess I'm not sure he's a top 100 talent. I think he was ranked that way, but I'm just not sure he quite deserves it. I think I've always liked him more than you anyways. Yeah, but. I think that's fair. Um, next question comes from Vinny, and he says, rank the Red Sox starting rotation against the Astros, Yankees, Indians, Mariners, and Athletics. Um, do you want to give this one a try, or do you want me to go first? Uh, this is tough. Is Carrasco gonna be in the Indians' rotation in the playoffs? Um, I was talking about putting him in the bullpen. I mean, he hasn't had a good year. He's got like a four ERA right now. Yeah, but I think it'd be be. hard to take him out. Yeah, I do too, especially because they just got hand and not Simba. It's. I think it's between the Astros and the Red Sox for number one. 
and I would probably put the Astros higher, but it's not too far off. Like the Red Sox are right there. Interesting. I have the Astros as a clear one over the Red Sox. I have Red Sox two. I have Indians three. Yankees four. Uh, Mariners five. Athletics six. Yeah, I didn't really think about it too much after the Red Sox. But, yeah, I guess this might just be wishful thinking, but I, I don't know. I still don't really believe in Charlie Morton. I know he's been doing it for a long time now, but I just, like, can't bring myself to buy into it. What about Garrett Cole, though? I mean, Garrett Cole's been unbelievable this season. He's kept yeah, it up, too. He has. I feel like Verland is kind of falling off. Not that I'm, like, super worried about him or anything, but I don't know. I don't think they have Chris Sale. Like, as good as Garrett Cole has been. I mean, are we talking... What was the question again? Is it just the rotation or is yeah, it the playoffs? Yeah, just the rotation. I mean, regular season, I guess. Playoffs, I think it makes it a little different. I also... I mean, I really don't want to get into this, but I like David Price more than you do. Yeah, so. that's for sure. I would it, take any of the guys in the the, uh, the rotation for the Astros over David Price, including McCullers and uh, Keuchel. I would not. But Keuchel just spun a gem the other day. When he's right, he's so really did David good. Price. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I know, but like, I know you don't like him, but that's an absurd argument to make because David Price has spun plenty of gems this year. That's true. Let's see if he can do it against the Yankees on August fifth. If they keep that lined up, I really hope they don't. I'd like to watch that. Game. I think, I think they're going to, especially if the division lead stays like this then they really don't have too much to lose just let him get pounded again well obviously if you think he's i don't think it's like a given that he's going to get pounded but i also don't know why we're talking like hey arnold and saying he's going to get pounded but... <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if i've ever heard anybody say that outside of hey arnold Oh man, what a is that Hey Arnold or is that Rocket Power? I have no clue. I really don't know. You one of those two. On one, one of the bullies always says, "I'm gonna pound you." <laughs> one of those Nickelodeon shows, and I always thought it was weird. Oh man, that's funny. Uh, next question comes from uh, Adam Tisson. He says, uh, "How come the Red Sox catchers throw the ball to the first baseman instead of the third baseman after a K?" I didn't even notice this until he said it. <laughs> I didn't either. What? I don't know. <laughs> I Doesn't really... it, like, depend on the handedness of the hitter? I, this is something I've never paid attention to. Yeah. I really have no answer to this. Yeah. I, I don't know. Uh, next question. Dirty Water Rants asks us, Zach Britton or Matt Strom? We're both Team Britton, but Strom is pretty good. Yeah, I don't think it's too close. No. Uh, Red Sox fan JTFR... Um, who is French, I believe, uh, asks us a uh, second base situation. Uh, what if uh, Alex Cora and Dave Dombrowski feel comfortable about the bullpen? Uh, meaning, what if they don't make a trade? Do you think they'll definitely make a trade at second base? Um, I think they're definitely going to make a trade for the bullpen. I do too. Uh, I and I would guess that second base is a higher priority than starting pitcher. I would agree. Alex Cora had a quote the other day about them kind of sending a message with their play to the front office. And I kind of read that as saying, like, 
they were sending a message of, hey, we're obviously really good, put us over the top. Mm. But other people were saying that they thought he meant, like, hey, we're really good, we don't need help. That's crazy, right? Like, he's definitely asking for help when he says that. Yeah, I would really hope that uh, that is what he's asking for. That yeah. doesn't make much sense to me. I don't know why you'd not want to make a good team better. Yeah, yeah, that's what I just thought it was weird that so many people thought that. But anyways, to answer the question, I would be very surprised if there's not a new reliever by August 1st. Yeah, I'm with you there. Uh, Nick Lake asks us, uh, what do you see as the biggest reason JBJ's current uh, bat is hot or hot bat? Or, I don't know, the phrasing's weird here. Uh, finally getting lucky in mechanics change, what is it? Uh, he got some, I don't know the details, but he worked with J.D. Martinez a little bit, and that helped. And yeah, it's definitely some luck. He's been hitting the ball hard for a long time, and it's starting to fall in. Um, we've seen the hot streaks. We've seen the cold streaks. We're watching a hot streak right now. Um, this is why I always thought it was crazy to trade Jackie Bradley or find a Bradley replacement. Um, this team, when he is, is at his best, when Jackie Bradley's in the lineup and he's hitting. Let's hope he's hot in the playoffs. Uh, failure to launch asks us if the Red Sox don't land bullpen help, uh, who's the next minor leaguer walking through that door? Uh, assuming he means reliever, who could help the Red Sox from the uh, AAA or AA? Uh, I mean, three names. Really, I think that's it. Is uh, Buttry, Lakins, and Feltman. I'm still of the belief that Feltman's kind of a pie in the sky. But a lot of people still are saying that it's possible, so I guess he has to be thrown in there. But I think uh, Buttry and Leakins are more realistic. You're a big also, Buttry guy, aren't you? I, he's on the 40, man. He's yeah. going to get a shot. Yeah, he's, he's good. put up the numbers. Yeah, I mean, he deserves a shot. Lakins has been good, too, although smaller sample than Buttry. I actually, uh, I really like Lakins. Uh, I know that he's had some health concerns, but I like the way he throws. So I would not mind seeing him come up. Yeah, I wouldn't either. I think um, I think it's probably going to happen in September. But I haven't looked into it enough to say 100% that it will happen. Uh, next question comes from Aiden Baker. He says, how likely is it the Red Sox will trade Rafael Devers? Uh, this summer? I guess he's talking about the trade deadline. 1%? I would say half of 1%. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's going to happen. No. Uh, Boston Sports Fan asks our next question. He says, what are your thoughts on acquiring Bearclaw and Steckenrider in the same trade? Uh, hard pass. That would cost yeah. a lot. I don't want it, and I don't think it's going to happen. No. Uh, Timbo Mullaney, uh, 30th Century Man, asks us again, should the Red Sox send some prospects for Soria and Avalon? Uh, what would it take? Is Soria a more reasonable target than Britain? And then he uh, asks, is ricotta cheese disgusting? Um, or states that ricotta cheese is disgusting, and then asks if we agree. Uh, first of all, i got to address the cheese thing. Ricotta cheese is awesome. I think you just haven't had good ricotta cheese. If you get some really fresh... Uh, ricotta uh it has a lot of flavor and it's delicious i agree that you know some store-bought ricotta can taste really bad but uh, or not taste like anything more like it uh but yeah get in on the ricotta man it's delicious um uh, it's okay it's good in like the right thing i guess i don't know. i don't have a strong opinion on ricotta cheese what about like lasagna 
It's great. Yeah, I mean, it? yeah, that's why I, I was thinking a baked ziti, but yeah. Yeah. Either way. Um, yeah, it's good in like oven cooked Italian dishes. For also, sure. a little lemon juice, some lemon zest in there, a little salt and pepper. That's uh, that's good. Yeah, I guess I'm not the best cook in the world, so I'm probably not the best person to ask. I kind of take as many shortcuts as possible and just try and get it over with. <laughs> nice. Uh, Soria and Avalon, though, the baseball side of this. What do you think? Uh, Avalon. I'm, t- I'm assuming that's Avilan. Okay. Um, I guess if you could get him thrown in for like not too much, he's he's a solid left-handed guy. But uh, I think Soria is definitely the better get. Yeah, and I think Soria is an easier get than Britain as well. There's probably a lot less competition for him, but definitely uh, seems not quite in the same league. Uh, last question of the night comes from uh, fuckers in school telling me always in the barber. I don't know what the story is there, but uh, all right. I'm guessing that's a lyric from a song. <laughs> that's just a guess. Uh, he asks us, Brian Dozier in the monster. Does that get you thinking? Yes. I like that idea a lot. I'd love to see Dozier in a Red Sox uniform. It's a Chief Keef song. Oh. So We are very cool. So we knew that right away. Keith, um, yeah, I've heard that. I'm I'm washed. I don't know music anymore. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I like Brian Doja. I said that already. The monster makes it a little more appealing, I suppose. But also the fact that he is um, animal in the second half. Yeah, he would uh, he would go absolutely ham, and uh, I would like to see this Red Sox Yankees lead into double digits. So, if uh, Brian Doja helps that happen, bring him on. Uh, if you enjoyed the show today, uh, please go on and subscribe to us. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, anywhere you get your podcasts. Uh, rate and review us. Tell us we did such a great job. Uh, and then uh, you can follow us both on Twitter. You can follow Matt on Twitter at the Over the Monster account, at Over the Monster. You can follow his personal account at Matt R.Y. Collins. And you can follow me on Twitter at DevJake. Uh, thank you for listening to the show, and we'll be back with you next week at uh, around this same time.